continuing on from the last podcast, nothing ever happens in life without a thought first causing it. And if you look at all great things that ever happened to anybody, anybody great, not mediocre, anybody great, they had control of the thoughts that caused what they wanted. Now, this is the latest and greatest discovery in sports science, and yet it's been passé in Eastern culture for thousands of years. A vision, or as we call it, visualization, or as we call it, affirmation, always precedes result. Now this we can kind of like get our heads around when it comes to big things, such as I want to visualize a new car. I want to visualize a holiday. Oh, I can see myself skiing in France. I want to visualize myself losing weight. We get it when it comes to big things. But the funny part about this conversation is that we don't get it when it comes to little things like going for a job interview, like playing in the garden, like driving the car, like a tumour. That somewhere, someplace, sometime, somehow, we let our emotions and we let our mind drift into the great never-never of the ocean space and catch a cold, catch a flu, catch a COVID from another human being and not try to assert some level of control over that catching. Now, as you know, I don't need to preach this. If you walk around without a mask, you will catch COVID. If you walk around without immunization, when you do catch COVID, it will be bad. When you walk around uh, touching things in the street, putting your hand on metal rails, putting your hand on buttons that cross the crossing or touching somebody else's property, their hygiene has influenced your hygiene and you just wouldn't do it, would you? You wouldn't put your hand on someone else's toothbrush and then put it in your mouth. In fact, one of the funny jokes we used to do in workshops was to get people to spit into their open palm. Try it now. Spit into your open palm, look at it, and then put it back into your own mouth. You know that spit has touched your palm, and you know your palm isn't perfect, and you know putting that spit back in your mouth has the possibility of contamination and you just don't do it. But if I say, tell people to shove their thoughts up their ass, tell people to stick their opinions up their fucking nose, if I tell you to tell people to go fuck themselves when they have opinions about you that are not going to be rich and nutritious and healthy and affirmative towards the dream you have, you go, oh, I better be compassionate and listen to this deranged individual, whoever it may be, telling me that I'm smaller than, less than, unworthy of, 
less than perfect. I'm, I must listen. Because why? Because they belong to my bloodline. Because they birthed me. Because they're a friend. Because they're a fucking idiot. Why? Why do we not filter out the thoughts and the words that come from another human being? I love it to say, whatever anybody says to me about me, I said, yep, you're right, and that's okay. Yep, you're right, and I'm okay with that. Someone calls me a big fat fuck, and I go, yep, you're right, and I'm okay with that. And I visualise myself being a big juicy fat fuck. So I don't have the blockages to what other people say that most people do because I've had 45 years of tempering my ego doing discard forms and God knows what to say I realise I'm everything that anybody can accuse me of. I'm not always comfortable. Sometimes I need to go back to paper and work out how that can be right. But each time I work out how their accusation is correct and I go, yep, you're right and I'm okay with that, I validate and prove I'm an evolved human being and I release myself from the prison cell of self-defense. Now, I know a lot of people who learnt martial arts. I know a lot of people who are absolutely global gurus in the art of self-defense. And their greatest uh, advice to anybody who hasn't spent 15 years doing self-defense is scream, man or woman, and run, man or woman. Why? Because when you attack somebody, you provoke their expertise. And you never know. The person who gives you a cuss word or the person who accuses you of something might be the worst, nastiest, meanest prick bitch on earth. And they may be a guru at jamming their thoughts down your throat and arguing with them may just be fruitless. And so we learn that every single thought we think Every single thought we absorb from another human being, every single, single thing we take on board from the TV or the newspaper and moan and groan about, oh, this isn't good enough and that isn't good and I didn't get this and I... All of those thoughts cause an outcome. And then you sit down one day and say, life could have been better. Life could have been more joyful. Life could have been more successful. Life could have been more affirmative. And yet, we arm wrestle with the devil. We arm wrestle with evil. We look at a world and say it's full of evil, and it's not. But if you say it is, I'm not going to argue with you, because from your eyes, from your viewpoint, the world is an evil place. I'm not going to argue with you, because you might be the world's guru in proving, in seeking out, and validating yourself in that the world is an evil place or some guy you know is really evil or some person you know is really evil and therefore, you know, what you fill up your mind with is your responsibility. Your coach, your friend, your partner, your children cannot save you. They cannot save you from your own thoughts. 
And so it gets to the point here in this conversation today to ask you the question, are you taking responsibility for what you look at, how you see it, what you say to yourself, how you think, how you feel? Are you taking responsibility or are you just drifting about, bubbling like a cork in the ocean, pushed here, pushed there by obligation or by bloodline or by the, the, the nauseating experience of having people around you who, who want to give you their opinions and have their opinion validated by your reaction to it. Affirmations are statements that you say to yourself. Affirmations are you instructing your soul, instructing your subconscious mind, instructing the aura around you, instructing your heart, instructing the universe, instructing God, instructing whatever you want to call the process of manifestation, instructing yourself to go in the direction that you claim to want to go in. But when you get your affirmation, how many days, how many weeks did you really say it for? Did you say it for a week and then forget it and go, oh, that was fun, the affirmations don't work? Did you visualize every affirmation you said? Did you visualize, did you see the movie? Did you look at a picture on the wall and go, I know what that means to me. That means my affirmation, my affirmation's written down and we don't change our affirmations week to week, month to month, year to year. That's how long an affirmation can take to fight through all the fog. Now I, I can say this really clearly. If I helicopter you, if you helicopter yourself up to a mountain, live in a cave where nobody interrupts your thoughts, the most terrible devil, demon, evil thoughts surface. And guess what? They're yours. The cave gets cold. There's no food. There's spiders all around. You hear the wolves howling in the night and you shit yourself, and you start to think, oh my God, I'm going to die. And these thoughts are sitting there all day, every day, down in the city life, surrounded by car horns and weather reports and apps and cars and mortgages. They're there every day. And underneath those things that are there every day are these thoughts and these thoughts manifest themselves. They manifest them in delay. They manifest them in protracted uh, well-being. They manifest themselves. And this is what we must control. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye for now.